0: KYW News Radio original podcasts. What's up, y'all? Have y'all heard about the Roots Picnic is back finally?
1: I knew that you would be into this, Jay. Especially this lineup: Mary J. Blige with the Roots, Summer Walker, WizKid, Kid, DJ Jazzy Jeff coming <laughs> back. I mean,
0: you had me at Black Thought and Freddie Gibbs. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, that's just that's that's my that's how I roll out here, but. I just love that the Roots Picnic is back because it's one of those quintessentially Philly things. It's such a huge celebration of black culture. It is Philly in a lot of ways, and it's just the
2: highlight of a lot of summers here in the city. Podcasting is actually a big part of the Roots Picnic. Like, they have a podcast lineup this year, but yeah. they were doing that before – Bonru started. Like that's been a big part of the Roots Picnic over the last couple of years. I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, they got Questlove doing his live podcast during that weekend. You know, someday that could be a dream goal of the John Cast to get up. on the Roots Picnic stage. Sure.
0: Gotta get us in there. My friend Jamel Hill's gonna be a part of this. Like it's a lot of really cool stuff happening June 4th and 5th out at the man. By the way, I'm Jay Scott Smith.
1: I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa.
0: I'm Brian Seltzer. And this is the John Cast. And just as much as the Roots Picnic is an incredible celebration of black culture. You can also celebrate black culture because we are in the midst of Black History Month, as well as support black owned businesses right now on the Sisterhood Sit-In Trolley Tour. We're going to talk more about that with Raquel Williams, KYW News Radio's community impact reporter later on. But another Black History Month event that's happening today, pretty much as we speak, Dr. Bernice King, the youngest daughter of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., is speaking at a Westchester school event this afternoon.
1: How cool must that be as a student to be able to say that I heard from Dr. Bernice King? It is virtual, but still, that's a really cool event and a really great way to show these kids who obviously didn't live through Dr. Martin Luther King's time. They see pictures in old history books and think, oh, that's all in the past. But this is a great way to show that Dr. King's work is still very much alive, still very current, still very important. Dawn Matter is moderating this. She's the director of equity and assessment for the Westchester Area School District. She explained what her goals were for this talk.
3: For us to just start having really honest conversations and how do we really come together in spite of our differences and things being so divided in order to just have a great moderated conversation
1: to bridge the gap, to help us become more united rather than divided.
0: It's about humanizing and putting a face to the movement because we've lost so many members of the movement, whether it was back then, obviously, to the deaths of men like Martin Luther King and and Malcolm X and Medgar Evers, all the way to having just lost John Lewis and C.T. Vivian even over the last couple of years. To have someone who is that close to the movement, a child of it, such as Dr. Bernice King, that's simply amazing. And we'll stay in Chester County with an update about a troubling story that we talked about a couple of times here On the podcast, just within the last few months, Tower Health shut down two hospitals in Chester County, Brandywine and Jennersville Hospitals. But guess what? It turns out they might not have actually have to close their doors, at least not so soon as we hear here from KYW's Tim Jimenez. In this preliminary injunction against Tower Health, Common Police Judge Edward Griffith said the company has 90 days to work things out and complete the sale to Canyon Atlantic Partners. The judge sided with Canyon and said that Tower interfered in the sale of Brandywine and Jennersville hospitals and had no right to terminate the deal. The judge wrote that Tower's actions during the process caused chaos, and Canyon actually had trouble securing financing because of that. And that not only affected Canyon, but the entire community. In a statement, the Chester County commissioners say they're encouraged and, quote, we want to see emergent care, acute care, and behavioral health services return to these locations as soon as possible. That would certainly make the most sense.
1: It's such an interesting story, and there's a lot of kind of complicated legal stuff to it. But the bottom line is that these hospitals were shutting down in the middle of a pandemic in an area where, as the Chester County Commissioner's chair said, with these two hospitals closed, an ambulance would have to spend between 30 and 50 minutes one way to get to some patients. So these hospitals are important, to say the least.
2: That is some something, something. <laughs> insert, whatever words first come to your mind with that. But there is some good news on the healthcare front. And I think this is a really cool story. If you're a West Philadelphia resident and you've got a child dealing with asthma, you might be able to qualify for some really big help.
3: One of the things we see with asthma is that you know children come in more than once. We want to make sure that the reason they're coming in more than once, meaning to the hospital, is not because we're sending them back to a really bad environment for their
2: asthma. That's Dr. Tyra Bryant Stevens. She's with Chop Community Asthma Prevention. She's talking about a program that allows West Philadelphia residents to qualify for help for home renovations. They just renovated Chop through this program. Their one hundredth home to help kids deal with asthma or put them in a better environment to deal with asthma? I don't think people understand that so much of asthma is affected by your environment
0: and not just outdoors, but just things in your home. It's almost like, for those of us old enough to remember this, when they started getting lead paint out of houses back in the Hmm. 70s and 80s, where that was a danger to kids, where the lead paint could cause those sorts of issues, your own home could be helping to stir up your issues with asthma. And that's a great thing that they're doing.
1: And there's an equity element to this too, right? Because People who can't necessarily afford to renovate their own homes who have been living in older buildings are going to be the ones who get this help. So that's important.
2: Just think about yourself. How often do you wake up maybe in these winter months where you've got the furnace and the heat on full blast and you're congested, you're stuffy, maybe you have some occasional wheezing. But there's other things that this program helps with, leaks in roofs, drywall, carpeting, vinyl plank flooring, bathroom repairs when there's leaks. So that's all part of this program. Again, if you are a West Philadelphia resident, there could be help out there for you. Just, I think the easiest way, Google CHOP and CAP with two Ps, and that'll take you to the Community Asthma Prevention Program website.
1: It's also good to see that they've been following 30 children who have gone through this program and seeing improvement. So there is evidence-based information
0: there. Another great thing happening here in the city of Philadelphia is the Sisterhood Sit-In Trolley Tour. We're going to learn more about that in just a few minutes with KYW News Radio's community impact reporter, Raquel Williams. We'll have more of that coming up on the Johncast. I'm Jay. I'm Sabrina. I'm Brian. And this is the Johncast. And today's February 15th, which means we are past the halfway point of the 28 Days of Black History Month and you're looking for a way to learn more and support black businesses here in the city of Philadelphia, well, our community impact reporter Raquel Williams has the perfect opportunity for you. The Sisterhood Sit-In Trolley Tour. Raquel joins us now. Raquel, what's this tour about?
3: This tour is all about supporting black-owned Uh, women-owned businesses in Philadelphia. And I think it's a great idea. Uh, It's a collection of about four or five businesses. And you pay one price, you get on the trolley, and the trolley takes you around to the different uh, businesses. You spend about 15 minutes at each one. And uh, you can, you know, hang out there and make your purchases and talk to the owners and hear their stories. And it's just a great way to support
0: um, these businesses. It's run by Janine Cook. Now, she's a shopkeeper at Harriet's Bookshop. Here's how she has described what this tour is.
3: A series of different, amazing, wonderful, beautiful Philadelphia women, surprisingly, will do lead your tour and they will share what makes Philly the city of sisterly love for them. They'll tell their Philly story.
0: Now, it's especially important because 40 percent of businesses that are owned by black women, they didn't make it into 2022. So, Raquel, just how much trouble are some of these businesses in? What are they facing right now?
3: I think it's interesting that they are taking the the, the bull by the horn, so to speak, um, because, you know, Janine originally told me that they they went to talk with some people from the city about putting something like this together on a grander scale to try to help uh, women-owned businesses, Black women-owned businesses in Philadelphia. And it didn't really go anywhere, at least not as quickly as they wanted it to. So they kind of put this together uh, for themselves. Knowing that 40% of Black women-owned businesses in the United States didn't make it into 22 was pretty sobering for a lot of the business owners in Philadelphia. And so they wanted to get together and do something right here and right now. And so they kind of pulled this all together. And uh, I thought I thought it was a, a great idea. So what they're facing right now, it, it's all about survival. Just looking at what happened last year and the year before, it's about supporting each other and and keeping... Heads above water for the
0: most part. So I guess we can get into the logistics of this. What is like, what are some of the stops on this tour? And Mm -hmm. just kind of give us an idea of what people could expect as being part of it.
3: All right. So she did describe when you get on the trolley first, you have there's, there's a collection of surprise tour guides that she was talking about don't know who's going to be on your guide but whoever it is they'll be talking about their experience and they'll be talking about the philly experience and sisterhood all together um you'll start out at the bookshop and each of these stops are pretty eclectic and they have their own really cool vibe uh harriet's bookshop right now during this month they have a xylophone player so imagine going into the bookshop and somebody's there on the vibes playing along and you, you kind of get that whole feeling as you're looking at looking through your books and you get to talk to Janine. Um, also, then it goes to Frannie Lou's Porch. Frannie Lou's Porch uh, is a coffee shop. And that's an interesting name because she combined the names of two women from the civil rights movement to come up with that name. One, Fannie Lou Hammer uh, and Frances Harper, who was an abolitionist and a poet. And that's a nice little coffee shop with, you know, organic, organically sourced uh, different blends of coffee, a healthy signature. Oh, she has a signature drink for the tour. Of course, it's all not uh, non-alcoholic. We're talking healthy <laughs> signature drink. Um, and so you can go there and relax in her coffee shop and talk with the talk with the owner and talk about you know, her experiences. Then it goes to Martian, Maine. Martian, Maine is on South 4th Street, and it is a beauty supply store with an emphasis on products for natural hair care. They've got skin products, natural skincare products, products for men, you know, beards, beard, the beard, beards are a big deal right now. So they have lots of um, products for, you know, keeping your beard nice and fresh, all that good stuff, anything that has to do with natural hair care. It also stops on 4th Street at a place called Yowie. Yowie is a home and life shop, and it's got a little bit of everything. She, the owner there, focuses on curating, you know, small collections from family and friends. Has a little bit of everything there for you, and it also stops at Freedom Apothecary, and that's all about wellness and healing. Got balms and salves and teas and oils and lotions. So, as you can see from all of these different shops. You know, it's almost as if they were created with ancestors in mind. (laughs) It seems like, you know what I mean? It it has a purpose. He's a purposeful, spiritually uplifting businesses is what I'd like to call them.
0: And this comes during Black History Month. And the name, it just kind of conjures up the images of the bus boycotts, the civil rights movement. What was behind that name?
3: You know what? That is a great question, Jay, that I did not (laughs) that I did not ask her. But a sit in, you know, we all know sit in is a form. It can be a form of protest, but it's a form of, you know, direct action to either protest or promote social change. So this tour isn't just your regular hop on, hop off, have fun, you know, kind of tour. You're being educated. You are supporting the cause, which is, you know, black uh, women owned businesses And um, you're getting a a bit of history of Philadelphia and the specific struggles or experiences of these women who own these businesses. So I, I guess you could say it is a sit in.
0: And Janine also wanted to put a strong emphasis on sisterhood. Here's what she had to say about that.
3: Especially in our community, there's a deep sense of love and respect and care when we call one another, you know, our sister. It is worth experiencing because it it is transformational. It's It's a level of love that is definitely needed at this moment in time.
1: I think what she says there is so true. I mean, sisterhood, this bond between Black women, it is such a unique or such a specific experience to be a Black woman right now. And the idea of sisterhood, you know, whenever someone calls me a sister, I'm like, I feel so seen. I feel so welcomed. And I also have this whole thing of being like black and white and have having lighter skin and feeling a little bit like, are people going to accept me anywhere? So there are so many reasons why you might feel on the outside of a group. And this idea of sisterhood, of some people just like welcoming you in is so important, so important. And I think – I feel like it is needed a lot, especially right now. Things are – I don't, I don't want to say harder than ever, but it's pretty hard right now for Black women.
3: Sabrina, it's pretty hard. It's hard for everyone. And, you know, one of the things she said, you don't have to be a Black woman to experience sisterhood. One of the things we were talking True. about, especially for this tour, you know, anyone who comes on the tour, according to her, is going to be able to experience that. And is this something that we need right now? Absolutely. Uh, are we all struggling? Absolutely. And it's important what we tend to do with each other uh, as Black women and women in general, um, we check in with each other, and it's okay to check in. And this is another way to check in. When a hand is reached, you know, we are our sister's keepers. You know, um, when that hand is reached out, you reach back and check in with your sister and talk about what's going on. It's okay to do that. We are all struggling. And this is just another way of embracing sisterhood, because you're, you know, supporting Black women-owned businesses. And and learning about the struggles.
1: I think you made a really good point, too. I don't want people to think that, like, this is a tour just for black people or black women, that you get on this tour, no matter what color your skin is or where you come from or anything like that, it sounds like you are going to be part of the sisterhood.
2: Absolutely. One thing that I'm hopeful of, guys, is once we're able to safely reemerge from this intense pandemic period that we've been through for the last two years is that there's going to be more stuff like this where it puts the emphasis on things that we've been missing like human interaction like this is so great this is an engaging opportunity to meet the people behind the businesses you support i am as guilty as anyone as pounding that amazon one click buy button over the last (laughs) 23 months partially out of necessity but also because you just fall into that habit of convenience but i'm really looking forward to personally once the world reopens and it seems like hopefully we're getting there That things like this become more commonplace. You feel a deeper connection to things you support. Raquel, did you get a vibe? Is that the hope of some of these shop owners that people are missing the ability to make those connections that that sort of thing that will be an appeal to bring people back in?
3: Absolutely. All part of the plan to get people back to some sense of normalcy. That human interaction, there's nothing like it. I'm also guilty of pounding that Amazon <laughs> button. Uh, but as you know, the sun starts to come out, the masks start to come off. We go into this endemic, hopefully sooner rather than later. And we venture out and we venture back. And we either rediscover some things that we used to frequent or like this, discover something new. Absolutely something that's needed.
0: And this tour is it's going to be running through the end of March, so it's not just simply a Black History Month thing. The 28 days here in February, it's a lot longer than that. And they're hoping to add more businesses to it next month. What do you think the potential is for this to become kind of an ongoing thing?
3: Oh, I, I think it can be it can be an ongoing thing. Like I said, this did start off just for February, and then they extended it because of popularity. And, and she did say that there are some businesses that have expressed interest in joining in. So I think you're going to see this sit and tour extend, I think so, for this year.
1: What a great thing to have in Philadelphia. You know, I feel like if I were visiting from out of town, that would be a great activity and thing to do to get to know the city. It just feels like the right
3: place for this.
0: Absolutely. So where can people find out more about this tour if they want to go or if they even want to get their business involved in it?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just go to the website. wearemuchdifferent.com. dot com slash sisterhood. You can learn more about the tour. You can RSVP and perhaps get
0: involved. We are If nothing else, that is a very quintessentially black name for a website. I, I can respect that. We are <laughs> we are much different dot com. And, and Raquel, there's always something different when you come on here and we would be remiss without bringing up game changers. What's the word on some of the game changer stories you've got going on?
3: The Game Changer stories are awesome. Uh, they're airing right now and they're going to air all the way through to the 24th. Uh, you, listen, when I spoke to the winners of the Game Changers, and we have 10 of them, uh, and it took a while to get through these interviews, you know, produce the pieces and everything, but I have to say it was a labor of love. It was something that each and every time I was talking to these people, I was just inspired. I was more inspired with every story. You're talking about. It takes a special person to have a lucrative job, quit and move in with a group of women at risk and serve because that's what she felt her calling was. These are the type of people that are the game changers for this year.
0: And we'll be hearing more of those, whether you're listening on air, on the radio, on KYW Radio 103.9 FM, 1060 AM or on the Odyssey app, including while I'm on air during Philadelphia's afternoon news, Raquel. Thank you so much for joining us once again here on the Johncast to talk about this amazing tour that women are doing. And once again, it's WeAreMuchDifferent.com is the website for them, correct?
3: That is it. WeAreMuchDifferent.com slash sisterhood. And thanks again for having me. I
0: appreciate it. That is Raquel Williams, KYW News Radio's Community Impact Reporter, joining us for this edition of the John Cast. You can find her on Twitter at Raquel on Air. It's R-A-C-Q-U-E-L. I want to make sure we get that name spelled correctly. Where of course you can find all the things she's doing on our website, kwwnewsradio.com. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd Serka. I'm Brian Seltzer. And that's the John Cast for February 15th, 2022. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back at you tomorrow.